two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Welcome to Preach, Care, Preach with Rashad. We are the Prophets. Here another episode, another sermon coming at y'all from 12 Ounce Sports, uh, Zingo TV, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whatever you're listening. Uh, welcome to the show. What's up, Rashad? What's good, man? What's good, ladies and gents? Hey, we got, got a good show for you. Got a guest for y'all today. Uh, we be, Hey, he got, he got a, a big uh, Facebook group, and you're talking about it be some nonsense sometimes, but hey, it's, it's a lot of uh, feedback and everybody going back and forth and other, other new sports take, uh, whether it's should D-Book make the All-Star replacement for Dame or whether it's should Eli Manning be a Hall of Famer. Um, uh, another other day, and, uh, Cam Will from uh, Wildcard Sports, also the Has-Beens Podcast. What's going on, man? Hey, man, what's going on, man? Appreciate you having me on, bro, man. Yeah, no doubt. It's, it's been a long time. We've been talking about it for a while, and uh, – Hey, it finally happened. Yeah, man, you know, you know, take some time, man. You know, schedule's busy. We all working on our, our different projects, man. So it's good we can finally get this going, man. Definitely. Uh, we're not going to take too much time uh, going through everything, but we got we got only only got an hour left. So um, first, did y'all see the, uh, the Sixers and Clippers game? Um, you know, a lot of people – you know, the Sixers on the road has been struggling, but when they're at home, it, different games, and you can see Embiid and Ben Simmons, uh, the little saga that they got going on, uh, Al Horford saying his stuff in the locker room. Uh, Jimmy Butler said it was divided. And uh, now, you know, when it comes to the light, Embiid versus Ben, uh, what, what are y'all takes on it? Um, As far as when you go back to the the piece where you say about them on the road versus on at home, um, I think that's a, a coaching thing because obviously at home you know you all your players are comfortable, they're gonna play well at home. You know they they schedule it, it doesn't change. And on the road, you know your role players don't play as well. You know your players out of your schedule. And I think those games are won and lost in those little critical coaching moments. So I think you know Brett Brown comes under fire when we talk about the Sixers and why they play so well at uh, home as, com- as compared to the role. But for the Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid fit, man, it's it's weird to me because it it, it kind of – it's like a – and not to be long-winded, it's like a uh, – like 
wild card thing almost where one night it'll be Embiid and one night it'll be Ben, but it's like one night one of them just seems off. And you can never get them both firing on all cylinders at the same night. I mean, at the same time on the same night. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. They have to figure out. Brett Brown just has to come to the realization that, look, man, Embiid and Ben, they are not the Spurs. Like, he's trying to do that whole Spurs way. But as a coach, you got to do your own thing. We saw it with Mike Budenholzer. He was in ATL, not Milwaukee. He built his own style, his own system. And along with the GM, they built a system around Giannis that works for that team. Brett Brown, I know he had to endure all the tanking seasons, the the process that they want to call it. They had to endure all that. But now that you have your two, you know, your two superstars, you got to figure out a system that works for those guys. Even though Ben doesn't want to shoot the ball, or he recognizes that he can't shoot the ball that great, you got to figure out a way to incorporate him in the offense, incorporate lineups that make it that make it work. Because come playoff time, you can't play every game at home, so. When you're going to go on the road, you you better hope you don't start a series on the road because you might be down 0-2. Yeah, so. definitely can't. Definitely can't. <laughs> you can't, can't start out on that road, man, if you're the Sixers, man. They need home court. They, they, yeah. they need to be playing well in the regular season. They need to take this this moment serious right here. Because, <laughs> like, right now, I'd be a little nervous if I was everybody in Philly because if you start off that 4-5 or five matchup going to Miami, you know people are going to party they go to Miami. So that's already an automatic L. <laughs> You, oh yeah, the Miami L's. You gotta take the Miami L's. Yeah, you gonna you gonna catch up. <laughs> automatic L just because it's Miami, and then you play bad away from home anyway. So like I said, you could be down 0-2. But hopefully Brett Brown turns it around. Um, I don't want to see those guys get traded, but I think at some point they may end up doing that. They'll probably fire the coach first, and then if that doesn't work, they may look into trade one of those guys. But I think they can still make a playoff run. I still have my preseason pick of Clippers, Sixers in the finals. You sticking with it? Rolling with it, man. Until somebody get eliminated, I'm rolling with it. Sticking with it, okay. Man, I, I think the Sixers. Uh, I I question a lot of moves that they made. I, I love Ellen Brand, but it's like when they made that splash hire, quote unquote splash hire to get out Horford. I understand it to a degree, but Tobias Harris likes to play the power forward. He got him playing small four sometimes with Al Horford and Embiid in the game. Got Ben Simmons. You know, we know that he doesn't want to shoot. I I don't knock him because if you put shooters around him, it's not a, it's not an issue. But either way, I I just think it's, it's the positions just doesn't fit. And I think it will come down to a trade. I, I think it's going to have to between Embiid and Ben who you want to build around. And you know what? You know my slogan is the wing, wings win rings. So I'm gonna always choose the wing over the big. We have never seen in NBA history where a big uh, take a team by himself. Uh, Kareem had Big O. He had Magic. Shaq had Kobe and Wade. Um, I mean, the list goes on. I mean, uh, who, who else am I missing? Uh, Bill Russell had everybody on his team. Will Chamberlain had Jerry um, I mean, West. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I mean, I, I think it's just, it's just easier to build, build around a guy like Ben who's 6'9", who can – Pretty much do everything, really. I mean, I, I know he doesn't shoot the ball. Like I said, I don't care about that right now. But a guy who can do everything, I think NB's in his way. Um, at, at some point, it's going to come down to it because if they, if they stuck at that 5-4 matchup with Miami, I don't think they can go through a Miami, Milwaukee, and then see Toronto or, or Boston at the, in the college finals. I, I don't think they can go through that gauntlet and win all those uh, series. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely get your point, uh, especially going back to Elton Brand and the way they're building this team. I think, I guess, that's just, this may be just part of the process. I mean, the first part was tanking. The second part was hoping that one of those uh, high draft picks turned out the superstars. So check, check. And the second part of, the, I mean, the third part of this process seems to be accumulate as much talent as they can. It doesn't matter if it fits. Just whoever is the most talented person available, we we need to have them. We need to have our our our, our ticket in the hat and try to get this player. So it just seems like just whoever's available, they trying to bring them to to Philly and and make it work with these guys. So I I think they need to take a step back and kind of and and decide what direction they want to go with this team. And and make it fit for both of them, like you you guys said. Like I really don't knock Elton Brand or the previous, you know, people who were in the power there because they kind of had to do what they had to do. When you had that many top picks, all you can do is draft the best player because even if your team is bad, you can always flip a talented player for more picks and more assets. So I didn't look at drafting Jaleel Okafor as a bad thing. I didn't look at drafting. Markel Fultz has a bad thing. Even though those guys didn't pan out for them, I don't see it as a bad thing. I don't know. Some people are questioning the Al Horford move. To me, I think that move was made for one reason. They want to get past the Bucks because last year, every time they ran into Milwaukee, even in the games they played Milwaukee in the regular season this year, when Giannis gets going downhill, he putting in beating and spin cycle, he can get past big. <laughs> He can, he can get past anybody he wants to. So I think they made that move because Al Horford was the only person we kind of outside of Kawhi, of course. Al Horford was like the only big body with just just a tad bit enough speed that could slow Giannis. So I'm thinking they brought him in just for that one series. But I'm hoping they don't do what the Rockets did. Rockets tried to right. pre- pre- prepare to beat only Golden State. Right. And never could never could beat them. So I hope <laughs> that, that, was, that was the question <laughs> I was just about to ask you was. Had, wouldn't the, the Sixers learn their lesson from the Rockets about just trying to build your team to beat one team? Because you still have to get past a possible seven other teams to get to this said team, you know. Right. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think they take that into account. They didn't. Yeah, you, you can tell they didn't. But I think they're trying to make up for it by going to get Robinson and get Burks. They're trying to add some shooting because they realized. Even though I know Kev say all the time, even though Al Horford is naturally a four, he's always been playing the five. But with Embiid's skill set, Ben's skill set, he just doesn't fit with that. So you kind of have to go put him on the bench and put Tobias back at the four, and you just need more shooting around Ben because he's not going to take that many shots. I mean, he can average 16 on 10 shots, which is pretty good, but there are going to be times where you need some outside shooting where people try to just eliminate Ben from the game. Yeah, I think they brought him in there to be a a spot of a shooter and a floor spacer. But the problem is, is if teams will live with Al Horford chucking up, you know, shot after shot from the the outside, and they don't have JJ Reddick, which I don't understand how they let him leave. Uh, yeah, uh, I, don't, I, I don't get that one at all either. Yeah, <laughs> I just I I just think it's all the pieces they put around. Like I just think they were so interested in acquiring talent, they didn't. Think about building a real team. Like, where are your shooters? Like, okay, we got Josh Richardson. We don't need Al Horford. You know, that money could have been spent a little better. Yeah, they, they kept all the wrong stuff. I feel like they should have kept Jimmy. Man, if you have MB, who's a good defender, Jimmy on the wing, and Ben on, and Ben on the wing as well, you could have slowed down anybody. All you need is more shooting. But their priorities were keep Tobias and keep Al. 
I don't and we'll go get Al. I don't agree with it, but I think it can possibly work. But if it doesn't work, they're gonna be stuck with Al for sure because that contract ain't going nowhere in the trade. <laughs> now I'm I'm actually pretty I'm cool with Al Horford coming. Like I'm I'm okay with that decision. But what you mentioned, like don't bring Tobias back if that's the case because Tobias, everywhere he's been, he's been a four, and that's where he dominated at because he liked the small ball role. He, you know, and in Orlando he played it, and Clippers, like everywhere he's been, that's that, that's where he fits best. And if you're talking about your five best players, can your five best players actually play on the court? Because you're gonna have Embiid, Horford, Harris, Ben Simmons, and then you're gonna pick. I mean, I, I guess Richardson be your fifth best one, but it's like, okay, out of those five guys, who do, who do we who are we scared of that's gonna like? Ice the game on us, like I don't, you know, Al Horford can hit, hit you know, in mid range. NB can go into work in the post, and Tobias can get in. But I'm not really scared of him. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it, and on paper, I mean, and it's not even about fear. I mean, when you got two stars at the at the level of Ben Simmons and NB, that's enough to fuel most teams um, to be a contender. The problem is that team looks good on paper, but in reality, it doesn't work. Because, like you say, when you have Tobias playing out of position, naturally he would want him, you want him in a small ball four because you don't want him out defending that much on the wing. Also, that lineup is very, very slow. True. It plays directly against what your, your 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 point guard is. He needs to be out in the open floor, and you got probably three of the slowest players in the league, foot speed wise, running an elect, you know, next long to him. You know, so you got to. You got to match your horses right, man. You got to find, like, it's just it'll go back to finding an identity of the team. Like, what is this team going to be built around and created? Like, I think, Rashad, you said it earlier, what Brett Brown has to understand that this is not San Antonio. This is not the 2000s, the early 2000s, <laughs> you know. And, and that's just not how the game is played anymore. We watched, we watched them for two years run dribble handoffs to J.J. Reddick at the top of the uh, – on the wings, you know. Like, what is this? Yeah, they're, they're trying to go that old school way, and it's just not going to work. And if somebody was to get moved from this team, it'll probably be Tobias because where has Tobias gone when he hasn't gotten traded, honestly? <laughs> he gets traded like – do get do get traded every two years, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to say, who's worse, Tobias? It's a lot harder to trade him with this bag right here, though. That's, yeah, that, that's true. Now, who's Who goes to get traded, Tobias or Jay Crowder? That Jay Crowder been on twenty teams in five years. Oh yeah, Jay Crowder. He he always had that, that kind of friendly contract where you can always move him though. This this what it right. is. Right. So like Tobias, like you said, he may not be able to get traded, but I feel like with the way the league is going, somebody would take that risk on him because he he can fit that that four spot. Shoot, I Maybe I the Clippers. They desperate. They they might take him back. <laughs> Clippers. But yeah, Philly got to make it work. They, if they don't make it work this year, I don't know. Next year, I don't think it'll get any better because if it don't work this year, they may be start not rebuilding, but they may fire the coach. They may look into trading somebody. So if Philly don't make it work this year or at least show signs that in the playoffs it works, something, something major could happen. And then that, that Kawhi shot didn't really help them at all either because that's like, oh, well, we lost in the playoffs and then we lose again this year. They they have to start making some changes, retooling that thing. I just I look at this this Ben Simmons and Embiid uh, relationship, and I look at it like a uh, one of those celebrity uh, like relationships we see on Instagram. 
<laughs> where they just stay, where they just force themselves to stay together because Instagram wants them to. Like, it, I think it's just time for one of them just to get pissed off and just say, hey, I want out. I, it's just, that's what it's going to take. And I think both of them are just really playing nice in a situation I don't think either one of them want to be in any longer. Now, Rashad, you said make it work in the playoffs. So, so what do y'all think is a make it work scenario? Like, is is beating the finals? Final? Nothing else. Oh, finals. Damn. Nothing else. Damn, <laughs> they so, got to be it. Wait, so 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 you saying if they don't make the finals, major changes come? Like, so it's the conference finals. They lose game seven. You think Brett Brown out of there? It possibly, it depending upon how they lose. Like if this, if he gets out, coach. Okay, who's at two right now? I think Toronto and Boston two three. Yeah, Toronto. Or yeah. What, what? And Pacers are at six. So those are like the only three teams that would beat him because I'm not giving Brooklyn a chance until next year. If he gets out coached by Nick Nurse, Brad Stevens, or Nate McMillan, or Brett Brown out of there, but the same way the fans booing him, be they're gonna be booing him the same way. Ken, what you think? <laughs> uh. Yeah, I think it's anything short of the NBA Finals, I think Brett Brown is gone. I think uh, it's just at this point, I mean, he'll be the first scapegoat to to go, I mean, in this process. So it'll be first him, and then they'll go look at the player. So, yeah, they don't get to the Finals this year. It'll be Brett Brown's head. Damn. I, I was me and Rashad talking about, like, if they was to trade NBA, because I'm all in favor for that, if, if one has to go, I don't want to trade both of them, but if one has to go, it's going to be NBA for me. It was going around the league. I was like, man, I don't. We don't know what team, what team makes the most sense. I, I mean, I don't know who who has the assets to get to get something back for Philly. Because if, if I was Philly, if I'm trading him, I want shooting back. And you know, most guys, either the money don't make sense, or or it's just it's just not enough. You know, not enough assets in return. I I, I could I couldn't find one. Do you have, you have any um any, any any thoughts on where NB could go if he was traded? I mean, the one that stares you right in the face is, is the common connection with Jimmy Butler. I think that'll be a great package you can get from them. Um, with I would I would propose a package you get Bam out of Bio back, maybe Tyler Hero, yep. uh, pick or something. That may work in favor of the, uh, for both teams. Big question it, though, how that? how would it work money wise? Because Embiid got this big deal, but Bam, Hero, all those guys they own they small. My money deal. It's always it's always a bad contract sitting on someone's roster too. You know, <laughs> three, so the, it, it, it'll be some yeah, it'll be somebody sitting there. I'm sure as we I, I'd have to look uh <laughs> Kelly like Olenek. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, I'm sure it's somebody sitting like that on the roster that that'll feel some of that money. Um the only problem is with trading and beat, I know the Sixers would hate to trade them in the East. Mm-hmm. But the best possible destinations with the pieces probably would be out east. So that would be my issue, I think, with trading and B. Ben Simmons would be a much easier piece to trade. Oh, everybody think, would want Ben. Right, him. right. Because I think there's more options for him out west. I don't see a lot of teams in need of Embiid with with the assets to trade that are even making enticing to trade out west. I, I told, Not that I can think of. I, I told Rashad, I was like, I know a team that would do it. Or could could use it because they want they want a star there so bad, and that's and that's the Knicks. Now, I can make the money match. I did the little NBA trade machine. Shout out to ESPN uh, on that, and I I made a I made a, a good a good decent little trade. But it's like NBA don't want to go to New York unless they also bring in somebody else. Uh, 
I was able I was able to keep them Randall and RJ Barry in the deal too. Like I think I, I shipped out like um you know Kevin Knox. Mitchell Robinson his, probably. Mitchell, yeah, Mitchell Robinson, uh Kevin Knox. Um to make the to make the money match, Bobby Portis. Uh it was somebody it was somebody else and some picks and stuff like that. And then, I mean, like like you you're right. There was no team in the West. I was like, I don't see nothing. Um so yeah, it has to Maybe be the sun. I did. Now I they did. got eight now already. I, say, I did bring that up. That's, Rashad, I mean, that's, a, said, that's a piece know. I'd be willing to move. But then you potentially run into the same problem that you run into with Embiid. So, like, why would you trade the proven guy for the unproven guy to that's potentially true. have the same problem? So it's like, you know, it I don't see much that makes sense. That's that true. Yeah, I, I the, the, the decisions can expect to get value for Embiid, which you rarely get back when you trade a superstar, but. When you try to maximize value, I don't see a lot of destinations right now for that. No, yeah, then you look at like like the personnel fit or Horford, Aiton, Tobias. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't like that. So like, or even if you clip somebody from like a Portland, like just certain teams, I wouldn't like any of those fits. And it's like you already said, it's hard to get back <laughs> equal value or even close to equal value of a guy who's I think Embiid's in the top ten right now doing it. It's hard to get back equal value for somebody like that. Like, look at the Spurs. They sitting outside the playoffs because they traded Kawhi. <laughs> you 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 only won like forty five games last year. Now this year you like no. seven, seven below five hundred. Do you want to know why the, the six? I mean, uh, the Spurs are in the position they're in. Why? Because they didn't want to trade with the Lakers. They could have Brandon Ingram. <laughs> You're right. Lonzo Ball in a mixture of all of that. But they decided that they were today. Demar Derozan was going to be better than any of that right there. That's their fault. That's true too. I mean, I know yeah. they, they 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 draft in process, but when you trade Kawhi, Demar's about top twenty five, top thirty. So they got back OK value because at the time Ingram was unproven, had his medical issues and some other stuff going on with the other guys too. So I can understand why. And plus, they didn't want to see Kawhi in that West. They, they didn't want to see Kawhi <laughs> with the Lakers. I think that's what it was. If it was if yeah. if he if it was uh if it was the Clippers, I don't think they would have been as mad. They knew it was a rental. They just didn't like. It was a point where everybody knew that that the trade for Kawhi was a rental. So if he's going to potentially end up in L.A., whether it was it's the Clippers now or it was the Lakers back then, what the thought was, why not get value out of the Lakers if you think he's going to walk into that situation? Don't cut your don't cut your finger off to spite your hand. I mean, smart cut your hand off the spice of finger, like that's stupid. <laughs> they they did it though. I mean, the Spurs they are that playoff streak going end this year. Oh, I, I don't see even even with Dame going down, I don't see the Grizzlies playing below five hundred ball. There and I don't see way. the Spurs. Yeah, and I don't I don't see the Spurs going like twenty two and seven over the next few games to even leapfrog anybody. Who do y'all see grabbing that eight spot? Memphis. Yeah, I, I, I think I don't think Memphis unless unless Jar or uh, Jackson goes down or Valencia Unis goes down. I, I don't I don't I don't I think that I think that team is complete. They have a complete roster. They just you know they're just not as as great yet. Um, but I think Memphis probably probably take it and get swept. <laughs> I I got the Blazers. I got the Blazers taking the spot. Um, second half that second stretch of that season, man, is just different. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't I'm not Blazers. sure them young fellas ready for that. I don't want the Blazers to get in because I'm ready for the GM to get rid of Terry Stotts, who's been there way too long. 
I'm ready for him to blow this roster up because because Dame 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 deserve better. So I I want them to miss it. No, nah, they're not gonna do it. They already gave stocks the extension, paid Dame, paid CJ, paid Nurkic. They trying to salvage this roster any way they can. Bringing in Trevor, bringing in Melo, brought in Whiteside. They trying to salvage it the best way they can. But let, let, let's hit a little stick. Wait, how y'all feel about D Book replacing Dame? Because we know everybody said D Book got snubbed, and then now you got people saying he shouldn't be the replacement because his team ain't winning when Dame team ain't exactly <laughs> winning either. I would say you already know my thoughts on that. I, I mean, some, somebody told me that, well, Portland in playoff contention. I'm like, well, I mean, Suns three games back, but 30, with, with, uh, with, with 30 games left, I mean, <laughs> that's, not, that's not saying much. But I think D-Book, I mean, as far as the West, he probably should have been in. I don't think Chris Paul, I think he should have been over Chris Paul and Westbrook, in my opinion, anyway. Um, but I, I guess I guess neither here or there, he's, he, got, he finally got in. But I don't count replacement all-star, all-star uh, selections. So, to me, he still got zero. That's harsh. I'm all for D Book making an All Star game. I think he's playing well this year. Um, he got he has a son. Whether you guys like it or not, it's progress with 22 wins right now this year. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, and while we talking about playoff race, they're right in the thick of it as well. Um, they where they're they're about three games behind the Trailblazers and about six behind the Grizzlies. So they still still got a, a shot at the eight spot as well. I don't think it's far fetched, but I'm all for D book getting in the in the All Star, um, and I do believe that the replacement All Stars count. Well, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell you why it don't count. So so the same thing with Pro Bowl, like because you didn't get it on the first time. Now, granted, D book D book should have got in on the first time, but it's like the only way it can count to me unless you like making an All NBA team. And like, okay, well, you really, you know, the the, the writers and the the executives, they all say you should be, you should be all NBA team, and the fans just ain't vote you in. You know that that's that, then it counts to me, but I don't know. But the but the only way it would count is if you were actually getting the twenty four best players, not the twelve best from one conference and the twelve best from another conference, and we can clearly see that one conference has stronger players than that's, the other. That's true. That's so true. if we if we go look at the best 24 players, Devin Booker is in there, and he's not 20, he's not 24. He's closer to like 19, 18. Whereas, you know, when you sort it with the West and East, you know, you're going to lose some guys out West that would have easily been an all-star need. You know? I don't, so I, I don't, I don't think so, though, because so – I count it. Like, I don't think so because we know when all the coaches and the players, all these guys, they vote for this stuff. Team success is always factored in. And with team success being factored in, I mean, I think it should count because a lot of guys can drop with the possessions and, you know, the speed of the game, the three points. I think a lot of guys can drop 25 in a season. I think a lot of guys can average 25. Not saying it's easy, but I think a lot of guys can do that. But is that dropping twenty five, dropping twenty seven? Is that contributing to winning? So, like, I'm not, I'm not mad when guys reward a guy like Tatum who's averaging like twenty one for winning. I'm not mad about that. Um, that 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 winning and com- and comparing it to stats is really a tricky thing to do because you got to compare loads. You got to compare loads, and that's why it gets tricky with numbers. Devin Booker is the number one guy, the only guy he's seeing all the double teams that Jason Tatum rarely sees. You know, so it's hard to 
factor that in when you're speaking in the win standpoint. When Jason Tatum's 20 points a game is coupled with what are they are? How many wins they got? 30 high 30s. Yeah. Yeah, it close to 40. Yeah. Yeah, and and Devin Booker having to carry the load 25 games without the number one pick from last year. I think that's not I think that's not fair for people to attach wins. Now I do understand where it's easy to go put up 25 anywhere and that'll lose to empty stats, but I don't think these are empty. 22 wins in the West. I don't think is is anything to scoff at for a, a team that was in the lottery last year. And they hit it twice and again. <laughs> They'll be in it again. I mean, Mr. <laughs> Miss forty two wins will get you uh, in a lotto in the in the in the West. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I mean, that's fair enough. Yeah, but yeah, but my counterpart would be Kimba's missed some games this year. Hayward's missed some games this year. Celtics don't really have a big. So Tatum has been putting up a impact for twenty. You know, there have been some nights where he's carrying that that one spot. Even some nights, Jalen Brown might be the lead guy, but that's I just feel some like, nights, some nights. Every night the Suns depend on Devin Booker to bring that twenty six, twenty seven. Without that, they have no chance. I see nine point ga- I see nine, twelve, thirteen point games, and they and they win. Hey, even though he's dropping the numbers, they ain't got a, hey, They they got twenty two wins, but it ain't really leading to more wins. Like I, I can see the argument from both sides. Like I'm not really uh, like I don't va- I value stats, but to a certain degree because. You look at every team, like, I can't think of any team in recent memory outside of, like, that one Denver team that had, like, Ty Lawson, all those dudes, that every team's going to average, has somebody that averaged, like, 20 points. Like, that Ty Lawson team with Denver, they made the playoffs for, like, 57, 58 wins. Nobody on that team averaged 20. It was, like, 17, 18, 15, 13. But most teams going to have to, like, average 20, whether that's a winning team or a losing team. So I see the, the standpoint of this guy has an empty 20-point stat, empty 25 now I see the standpoint of oh, Middleton, even though he's the second best player on this team, his numbers are impactful. He's providing some value with defense. I see it from both sides. That's why I didn't knock Trey Young for being an all-star. I didn't knock Brandon Ingram, and I didn't knock Jason Tatum, or I didn't knock Chris Paul. Even though it, he may not be the best player on his team, he's probably the most impactful. So like I, I see it from all different ways of stats, leadership, or – what you're contributing to the game that don't show up in the stat sheet too. Um, I mean, I just I I agree with that that standpoint. Um, I just want to see us get to like I said, I posted today. I think I uh, tweeted as well. I just want to see us get the the best twenty four baller the league got to offer every year. And if we can format that different, I think a lot of these convos will get eliminated. I think we will catch the best. I think it's at a demodest Sabonis, and it was, we can get Bradley Bill in there. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. 
Hey, my boy's a bonus. We can get man, the best. Hey, yeah, Sabonis man, hooping, man, though. He's he hooping, but he's Sab- not an all-star. Sabonis is better than Bam out of bio. That's what I'm saying. That, is what I'm you saying. You can argue. They, they, I don't think drumming. either are all-stars right now. And that's they, they, they snug drumming. That's true, too. Yeah, that's, that's why yeah. we need the 24 best hoopers. I don't. You right. I don't. I don't understand what's going on out east, but <laughs> we, we, we should get we should get back to normal next year when Katie and Kyrie get healthy. You know, it's gonna get a lot yeah, tougher in the yeah, West. That's part of it too. Yeah, that is. Yeah, man. It's gonna be some, it's gonna be some big time snubs in the in the West next season, man. <laughs> oh, definitely. You got you got two spots for Clay and Steph coming back, man. You got a. You got a potential spot for uh, Paul George coming back next year, man. It's a lot of it's a lot of hitters out west, man. That's why they need to reformat and give us the best twenty four player because we do not want to see Demidas Sabonis in the All Star game. <laughs> Sorry, hey, you, you gotta get my boy Sabonis, man. You, come on now, he's not a top twenty four player in the league. Hey, but he give me one of the he a, he a top he a top six big man in the league. I'm gonna say that. I'm gonna say six. He number six. It's twelve players out each. You a pick before Demarcus Sabonis to to do anything with your team. Start your team. Put on your team. And they have my plan right oh, yeah, now. To healthy. start to, to start your team. Yeah, definitely. Do anything with your team. Add. There are twelve players out west, out east that you will add on your team before you will Sabonis. I promise you. But one thing about like trying to get the twenty-four best players, that is going to always be so hard and so subjective every year because you have to take into account somebody having a career year. Like, I can make a case that DeMar DeRozan should be an all-star even though the Spurs terrible and, like, nobody watched him because he's having a career year assist-wise, rebound-wise, you know, stats-wise, numbers there. Team success-wise, it ain't. So, like, I think it's going to be subjective every year of who we can get as the other legit 20, top 24 player. Like you said, Bradley Beal, I think most people would say he's top 25, top 30, something like that. And that's just being modest because, like, somebody can always say, well, he ain't winning. So you got to look at that standpoint, too. Or, like, some people think Clay Thompson might be the second-best two-guard behind James Harden when you can make a case for Bradley Beal. So uh, you look at all the semantics of – <laughs> yeah, you look at all the semantics of, of, of team success, what guys are asked to do for their team, it, it's going to never be a, a true top 24 in the game. I think once you get past 12, it's all debatable. Did you say DeMar DeRozan? <laughs> DeMar been hooping. Was DeMar, having a, DeMar having hooping a career this year. year. DeMar hooping this year. He's regressed. He's not even shooting three-pointers again. How but, is he having a career year when he's but, not but doing he, but, but he's never he never has. Yeah, he never has. His last year in Toronto, he was shooting threes. He got to San Antonio and stopped shooting threes. That's he progressed. They, that's why he got swept because he was shooting threes. <laughs> they got, got swept because he got mental he got mental lapses when it comes to Braun. There's something going on with that right there. <laughs> hey, you ain't lying. Hey, let's uh let's let's change gears real quick. Uh, uh Cam, you are you are a Saints fan. Um, uh, you know, my boys took you out again. I'm 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 gonna bring that up. Uh anyway. Y'all have a big, big. Kill. <laughs> my fault, but y'all got y'all got a big, big situation. Uh, this this off season, where you have Drew Brees, Hall of Famer, first ballot, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who's entering his prime, and then all of a sudden, Taysom Hill wants to be treated, um, wants to be considered as a starter quarterback in the league. So, if you're playing GM, you're the Saints GM. Uh, what are your thoughts about what the Saints should do at the quarterback position? Should they? Should they go with Drew Brees again, meaning meaning they, they're, they're going to lose Teddy Bridgewater? 
let Drew Brees go and had and had and go with Teddy, who went five and zero this year, or Taysom Hill as an option. Okay, so I get to put on my Saints GM cap right here. Mm-hmm. So first off, I want to uh, say damn you for bringing up the uh, <laughs> playoffs. It's a little too late for that. That's old news. Okay, but we're gonna put the we're gonna stay on tap and, and put the GM hat on. So as a GM, I'm coming in to the meeting, and I'm on first and foremost thank Drew Brees for all the the service he's given to the Saints, and I'm gonna let him know we're not gonna be extending him a contract for the following season. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, I love Drew Brees to death, man, as a fan. Um, but if I'm building a team and as a GM and as anybody who wants to see the Saints continue to be successful, bringing Drew Brees back is, is probably one of the worst things we can do. Because what it does is it sets us up for a rebuild instead of us just having a maybe a transition phase of just not being a Super Bowl contender but being a good team still. Because we have a team full of good talent, young defense, good defensive players, great offensive weapons. In another year, Drew Brees, we can't continue to hoard Teddy Bridgewater and Taysom Hill. We can't continue to hoard them and pay them and not improve our team elsewhere. So we can't let them go. And we, so we need a bridge quarterback. We got two of them, potential, two guys there that we think can be our potential bridge quarterback. And we got one guy that in my honest opinion, regresses at the end of the season. He he just doesn't. He loses his superpowers toward the end of the season. Doesn't look like himself, and there's no need to sign ourselves up for a lesser version of whatever we got from Drew Brees this season. Like, what do you feel about Taysom Hill's comments that he should be considered a legit starter, though? Because I, I, I don't think he's there. I think he's just a good gadget player. Like, maybe T-Bow is too early. Maybe Taysom Hill's the right time, but – I don't see him as a starter. What about you? Um, I, 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 you know, I got to listen to the coaching staff. Sean Payton. I mean, this guy is a, is a genius. You know, offensive genius. He knows the offensive side of side of the football better than anybody in the game. And if he can sit here and go on national television and say this guy's a quarterback, I'm gonna believe him. Um, and and then you and his reasoning behind it, it, it just makes sense. He says when you got a player like that who can make plays and he's one of your best players, you get him on the field. So you continue to you put him on the field you, so he can make plays. Players make plays. Um, and people question, well, why did he play when Drew Brees got hurt? Those gadget plays are now part of our offense, an integral part of our offense. You don't plan on Drew Brees getting hurt. So you don't build your season around him getting hurt. We built our season around them gadget plays and having Drew Brees. So you let Teddy Bridgewater come in and spell Drew Brees and continue to let Taysom play in that role, come in and change the pace, come in the game and be that 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 big play factor. Well, because we come in and he makes big plays because you don't know if he's going to run past, but if you put him in there as just a traditional quarterback, it, it takes away a whole dynamic from our offense. So just looking at how Sean Payton explained how he uses him and just he truly believes he's a quarterback, man, I'm all, I'm with it. I mean, you you listen to your coaching staff. He, he hadn't put us – he hadn't steered us wrong offensively. That's true. I'm I'm with I'm with Taysom. I'm with Teddy. I I believe in Teddy because I've seen him, and I'm with I believe in Taysom because we've seen him make plays. He sees a baller on the field, and if and if Sean Payton believes in him as a quarterback, then that's all I need to hear. Yeah, I think we all agree. You never wish for injury on anybody, but I think Drew Brees getting injured was the best thing that could happen to the Saints because now they know they can't survive without him. So. 
I think more than likely Drew comes back for one last year because I don't think he'll want to end his career how it ended in that Saints game. You know, he kind of played pretty bad with the, the turnovers and things like that. So I think they probably will give him a, a courtesy extension, farewell tour type of thing. But from a GM perspective, you probably should just move on, roll with roll with Teddy, let him be your stopgap QB for the next maybe two years and try to find somebody in the draft. I mean, Taysom might want to be the starter, but at the same time, if you take Breeze out of the equation, make Teddy the starter, you can probably give Taysom a bigger role within the offense. But you can't keep all three. So as a GM, I would keep Teddy, stop gapping for a few years, try to draft somebody, bring back Taysom as well, let Drew Brees, you know, have retirement. But what I think they will do, I think they will let Brees go out on his own terms. He'll probably come back on one more one more year, and then they're going to just be ruined for the next five to seven because they won't have a QB. Now, I think uh, Sean Payton and uh, Taysom Hill are both delusional when it comes to uh, him being a quarterback. Uh, you've seen the play where Xavier Rose got cooked by who was that? Um, what's our return, returner name? The fast guy. Um, there. Harris, he cooked Rose, made Rose do a 360 spin around. Now, Rose is slow compared to Harris. I think he's like what he was like a track player or something, or some track star, whatever it was. But he's from a small college. He's a burner. Yeah, so he he's he's fast. And Rose been slow all season. That pass was bad. Rose caught up to Harris. That should have been a walk-in touchdown. Um, and it, it just it just that right there, you can see that. Is is he's not going to be successful as a quarterback? I don't care if he has Sean Payton, I don't care if he has um, uh, Kyle Shanahan, McVay, all these other offensive gurus, because it's like it's it's not like y'all running back Kamara. He's not a he's not a twenty to twenty five carry guy. Is if you had a Zeke, if you had a you know McCaffrey, those type of you know guys who run the ball twenty twenty five times, Derrick Henry, I think that that's the way to be successful with Taysom Hill. But you know, Kamara, Kamara's more of that. You know, I can do, I can do it all. I'm, a, I can run. But if you put me in this passing game, I'm, you know, I'm dangerous. And I, I feel, I feel like if that's, if that's what we think Kamara is, that's what I think he is. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's, that's a success for Taysom Hill because you know, I, I would rather have my quarterback run the ball a lot. I, I feel like he's, you know, you, you look, you look at the Bears with Mitch, they want to run the ball. You look at even with you know Mariota was starting in Tennessee, they want to run the ball. I feel like he's in that same kind of boat. Now, adding having Sean Payton makes everything better. Having Michael Thomas make everything better. Um, but you know, if you if if you was to let Drew go and let Teddy go, and let's just say they went with Taysom, then I don't. The Saints go from a Super Bowl contender to a team that would be held back by the quarterback. I think you'll be in the same boat that the Bears and the Titans were in. Um, they might be last place with Taysom. Because it, it could go wrong. They could be in last place in the, in the NFC South. Uh, well, I don't think they'd be last because Carolina Panthers, they're done, <laughs> uh, in my opinion. But um, but it's like it's, instead of instead of it's like instead of this team where where uh, Thomas' contract is coming up, Kamara's contract is coming up, you got to pay Marshawn Lattimore top dollar. The, the window is closing for the Super Bowl. And if you go with, if, you, if you go with Taysom Hill, I think you closed it. But having Drew Brees and having Teddy – we seen we seen Teddy go undefeated, and yes, he does. Y'all, y'all don't have the same type of offense as far as explosion. 
But Teddy has always been everywhere he's been, he's been a winner. Um, even even when he was up in Minnesota, we we played we played that kind of style. And he's not he's not a guy that's gonna turn you the ball over. He's not a guy that's gonna make the wrong decisions. He's very very smart, very high IQ quarterback. And y'all say he might be a bridge quarterback, maybe so. But I still think he's getting back into his form because he was drafted not to be no bridge quarterback. You know, he he was drafted to be, you know, a franchise quarterback. Now whether he can be that, uh, I don't know. But with Sean Payton and like I said with Michael Thomas, is 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 all possible. And with Taysom, I think the window closed. If you have Teddy, I think you all you all fall fall in that same category as like the 49ers where, you know, you can have a great defense, good weapons, good play caller. Um, and you know, Jimmy G can get to the Super Bowl, so I think Teddy can too. So um yeah, and we have Drew Brees, of course, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. So in that situation you expect him to rise to the occasion. So I as long as they don't go taste him, I think that'd be fine. Um, I mean, I, I to I'm shocked that you're so down on Taysom that you think that it would close our window. One, I don't think we've seen enough on Taysom to be pessimistic on him in the sense of we haven't seen enough to say he's not a quarterback. So I steer on the lines of being optimistic on that one. As far as I think Taysom would, would, would work, especially in today's league when you see all these athletes on defense, you need a mobile quarterback. One, I don't think Teddy – is comfortable being that mobile guy anymore. He no, was he's, mobile. No, he's, a, he's, a, I'm not he's, sure he's, he's a pocket guy. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's comfortable doing that anymore. And I think Taysom, again, with the genius of Sean Payton, because we got to be truthful about this fact as well, quarterback's going to fit with the right system, the right coach. So if this coach thinks that he can – that's that's half the problem, having a coach that thinks he can win with you. If you have a coach thinking he can win with you, he builds a system around his strength. You have a playmaker like Alvin Kamara in the backfield, a number one guy like Michael Thomas on the outside, a great defense that we still haven't paid, and maybe be and be able to get Taysom at a really good dollar. I think that's that's not a bad situation to look for, and and bring in another quarterback or maybe utilize a a late pick in this in this first round on the quarterback or move up. You know, you never know. But use Taysom is obviously, I think, that especially the way the league is, is moving. You see Lamar Jackson. You see Deshaun Watson. I put them in that category of player. Um, but the Josh Allen, Cam Newton before his injury, like just an athlete at quarterback is what you need. And so he definitely fits the mold for that. And I, I, I got a lot of faith especially in, in that move especially just with the way that the league is going now the timing is beautiful though because no matter which way they go whether they bring drew back keep teddy keep Taysom, there's even they decide we don't want to keep anybody it's a gamble. like it's still like 11 other guys out here they can go after you got an entire draft like it's a gamble either way whether you keep somebody let somebody go but just looking at the qb the potential qb market this year i mean i doubt a guy like Brady goes to the New Orleans, anything like that. But you still have some other guys you can consider that you may want to go with. You can go with Mr. LASIK surgery, Jameis. So you That's what I was about to say. I was about to say, you let Sean Payton get his hands on Jameis if you want to. Yeah, I mean, That'd you got uh, yeah, you got uh, Andy Dalton floating around out here possibly. You Absolutely got, not. Hey, man, Red Rifle get busy man, sometime. Right. Ain't no way, <laughs> no way you can believe in Taysom and not Andy, man. 
I, I think no. it's a it's called we, we got a thing called the Andy Dalton line. If you can be Andy Dalton in his prime, now granted he's not there no more, and Andy Dalton quarterback can get you to the playoffs. And what you're saying, you got a good defense, you got great players on the outside. Uh, with, with, with Thomas and Kamara, he could be enough. Andy Dalton gonna get you zero playoff wins in your entire career. Hey, well, I, I, we we can blame that on Marvin Lewis. We can blame that on Vontez Burfitt oh, being being nah. crazy, knocking out AB. But like regular season wise, Andy can get you thirty five hundred to four thousand passing yards. Solid. What? But that's solid though to get to the playoffs. Oh, no. Playoffs? <laughs> playoffs? <laughs> playoffs? <laughs> you funny. <laughs> That, that's solid, man. Andy, when Andy had a good defense and he had prime A.J. Green, prime Eifert, decent running game, they were winning 10, 10 games. I mean, if you want to just at least, like maybe, like you said, keep the window just slightly open. Andy Nobody wants an old, underwhelming quarterback. He never was overwhelming at any part of his game when he was young. We don't want that when he's old. We don't want the noodle arm winning al dente. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's oh, it's ready. It's ready to eat. It's over with. Hey, I'm I'm on the same wave as if you put Andy in a situation like Ryan Tannehill had this year, you will see a resurgence. But that's just me. Like I'm just saying, it's perfect time for the Saints though, because there's so many guys on the QB market. They can go do something. I mean, they don't. Yeah, they don't. Not Andy Dog. Anything but Andy Dog. Right, that's Dude, fine. Hey, that's fine. Don't go. Oh, hey, we, we, don't go here. <laughs> Hey, we talking about Taysom Hill. You got Marcus Mediocre sitting out there. That's an athlete. Give me Taysom. <laughs> I really would rather go with this unknown before I go with these guys we've seen be stinking. I'd rather go. No way. I think I might. I mean, all right. So, if you look at Taysom Hill, where he plays at, like receiver, tight end, running back, I guess quarterback. I mean, is he is he that much better than Mohamed Sanu? What? <laughs> Sanu, so, hey man, hey, <laughs> hey man, I'm what just, is what is it? I'm just saying. What is this? I'm just saying. What, what is going on here? I, I think Taysom Hill is on the same level as Muhammad Sanu. I, I, that's what I said. So I think he's delusional. And I heard Sean Payton call Taysom Hill a young Steve Young. I about lost it. And you called him Muhammad Sanu. Jesus, I I get where somebody would be scared to and frustrated about hearing. Taysom Hill referred to as Steve Young, but jeez, Muhammad Sanu. Sanu accurate. Sanu got t- Sanu throw the ball to Julio Jones like it ain't nothing. He could throw to Michael Thomas all day long. You're very disrespectful. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, hey, man, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, as long as you don't go Taysom Hill, I think the Saints is going to be fine. You, 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 can't, you can't go Taysom, bro. There's just so much Saints disrespect on this show. Oh no! Oh, only, <laughs> only, only to no. Okay, I only, I only disrespect the Saints. One because I'm always never forgive them for the for the bounty gate. I just, I'm not, I'm never gonna let that go. But that's beside the point. But Taysom Hill, I don't like Taysom. Uh, I don't like, I don't like Sean Payton's arrogance. But I know he's a great. I know, I know he's great at his at his craft. I know that. Um. I only don't like Michael Thomas on Twitter. I'm fine with him everywhere else, and I'm cool, I'm, I'm cool with everybody else except Cam Jordan because he be talking trash a lot to Minnesota fans, like his daddy not on the ring, not on the Ring of Honor in Minnesota. So Cam Jordan, I, I think you just upset that the the times we we beat you, we go win Super Bowl or a Super Bowl, and when y'all beat us, y'all get blown out the next game. 
Hey, if, so if your last is short lived. I think that's what it is. If we can stop, if we can stop the Saints from winning, that's all, hey, that's that's fine with me. <laughs> hey, Brett, Brett Favre had a chance, man, and we you know we did some things to him. Yeah, I know. John, yeah, he got scrubbed up. He got he got uh got millions of dollars he, on the price head price tag. Look, man. <laughs> but but anyway, by I, any I mean, means. But I I think I think the smarter thing is though what we talked about it is to go Teddy. Um, I'm I'm already been, I've been preaching about this for a while that Patriots should move on. The Chargers already did it. Um, the Steelers should be on on the list next to get rid of Ben. Uh, Lions because of injury for Stafford and injury because of Cam Newton for the Panthers. I think I, I'm tired. I'm I'm getting the old heads up out of here. Yeah, the league is changing to more mobile guys. So, you know, it's it's kind of like a change of the guard. But I think at the same time, some of these guys they can still manage for the next few years. Like Matt Ryan can probably still manage for the next three to five. Stafford can probably manage for maybe two more years, as long as he don't get hurt again. So, like Aaron Rodgers, you know, I think they can just kind of manage for the next three to five years before like the era truly, truly changes to. Josh Allen, Lamar, Deshaun Watson. They're already pushing their way in that door like to kick these guys out. But I think some of the more upper echelon tier two guys can still maintain. But, yo, real quick, over, under, with LASIK, how many picks Jameis going to throw next year? 20. <laughs> man, probably hey, – he'll probably still get about 25. It's Jameis, man. Well, if do, he, do what he do. If he can't see – if he can see now – I I give I give I give him realistically I I'd make the Vegas line probably about seventeen if I if I and I I'll probably take the over but I think I think seventeen about about where he might be. Um, I will go. I got three answers. If he stays in Tampa Bay, I go under twenty. So I go in that fifteen range. If he come to the Saints, I'm giving him ten interceptions. If he goes anywhere else, he goes back to 30. <laughs> Go back to 30. <laughs> I just can't see him doing any better learning a new offense. But yeah, I think no, the second smart. year in Bruce Arians, Bruce, the second year in the Bruce Arians offense, I think it'll be night and day. I think he'll still put up monster numbers like he has been putting. But I think he'll 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 um, benefit greatly from seeing that complex air raid deep down the field offense, uh, I think he'll he'll benefit from seeing that again for a second year. And I think Sean Payton will just make him look beautiful in in, in Atlanta. I mean, not Atlanta. the hell am I talking about? Please in, don't uh, say New that. Sean, <laughs> Payton, Sean Payton in Atlanta from a, from a Saints fan. Ooh-wee. Well, you're going to get some hate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, nah, uh, nah, nah. But before, before we move on, uh, quick last question. All right, so if, if Tom Brady if somehow go to, go to the Titans, would you be okay with Tannehill coming to the Saints? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. All right, all right. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, no. That's fine, that's fine. Um, last thing we'll get into, um, before before we go on, I'm, I'm going to send it to a commercial real quick. When we come back, we're going to talk about the All-Star, All-Star Weekend. All right, and we are back. Um, so, like I said, we're talking about the All-Star Weekend. Three-point contest, the dunk contest, the skills challenge. Uh, you have the Rising Stars, Team USA versus the World. And my personal favorite, I love watching the Celebrity Game just to see some crazy stuff. But uh, in the three-point contest, 
I want to know who y'all think will win. You have David Bertans from the Wizards, Devontae Graham from the Hornets, Joe Harris, I think he won last year from the Nets, uh, Buddy here from the Kings, Zach Levine from the Bulls, Devin Booker, who, who replaced uh, Damian Lillard, and Trey Young. Uh, who do y'all have winning, winning the All-Star Weekend three-point contest? Three-point shootout, man. I got I got to go with Buddy Hill, man. He probably, uh, to me, outside of Joe Harris, probably one of the best shooters in this <clears throat> competition, especially with Dame coming out of it, uh, <clears throat> backing out of it. I want to see who they replace him with, but before seeing that replacement, I'm going to go with Buddy. Buddy on this one right here. Like, I personally think Buddy, he doesn't have the fastest release already, so I think having to pick the ball up off the rack and shoot it, I want to pick him. I think that can spawn down. Uh, Booker's taking Dane's spot, so I'm, I'm rolling with D-Book to win this one. Uh, I'm going to go with Joe Harris. I think he might win back-to-back. Like like Cam said, he, he won the period shooters in the game, and, and this competition is about, you know, I mean, it's not like you, you know, dribbling, taking to the side and shooting. This this is spot up and shoot and catch and shoot, and, and he he's one of the best to, best to do it. So I'm I'm roll with Joe Harris, uh, back to back back to back winners for him. Um, dunk contest, Dwight Howard, you got Aaron Gordon coming back, Derrick Jones Jr., and then you got Pat Connaughton from the Bucks. Um, I I really don't know if this is gonna be that exciting. I don't know. But I love to see I'm loving to see Dwight Howard back in it. Uh, but I'm I'm gonna go Gordon Hayward. Uh, Gordon Hayward, mm, Aaron Gordon. That's what I'm going with from the Magic. I think uh, he's uh, he's due. Yeah, he got robbed the last time, so he he should win it. Hopefully, hopefully he does. I thought I thought personally he beat Levine. I did too. But but you know that's <laughs> that's how judges are, man. They're gonna pick what they want to pick. So hopefully he get it. This year in uh, in Levine's quote unquote city of Chicago. I'm gonna go with uh, Pat Connaughton here, man. I just want to see a white boy win a dunk contest, man. So I'm going with Pat <laughs> Connaughton. Hey, that that'll be pretty cool, actually, though. Especially if he outshines like, these these high high rises and Derrick Jones Jr. and Aaron Gordon. That'd be crazy. Um, skills challenge. I like it. You know, with, with they added they added the big guys in it. Um, so you got Bam from the Heat, Pat Bev joining in, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, my boy SGA Shy from the Thunder, Chris Middleton, Sabonis, Tatum, and Siakam. I'm not sure how the I'm not sure how the matchups are going to be. I, I guess we'll find out when it comes. But um, if I if, if it's guards if it's guards versus guards and then bigs versus bigs and my championship, then I would have I would have Shy versus uh, probably versus Siakam. I think Tatum wins this thing, man. I'm going with uh, I'm going with Pat Bev here, man. One thing about a competition, man, I know is an All Star Weekend, man. Is everybody want to be cute? Pat Bev <laughs> gonna come out there to win. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with Pat Bev, man, in Chicago hometown, man. He gonna come out there to win. But I just think these other guys gonna try to be too cute, man. And and Bev been practicing, man. If Bev anything like I think he is, man, he's been practicing for this comp because he want to win it, man, for the city. So I'm going with Bev right there, man. Hey, I don't know. Pet Bev and Tatum, I don't know if they can pass through the, uh, the little hoop things. Listen, they're pros. <laughs> they got it. Yeah, the hardest part to me, the hardest part to me is always like the the shot. Most guys miss the shot. Doesn't well, that hard. bounce pass kind of hard. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I think the passes are the hardest one. 
Cause I mean, outside outside of Bam, everybody else, I feel confident in taking a shot. And uh, so I don't know. How, I don't. I don't know how to see how Bam win this. Uh, win this one. Hey, he having a pretty good year, man. He he well rounded in all phases. You know, about four or five assists, about seventeen and ten. He having a good year. I'm sure Bam don't miss some three point range when he's in the gym by himself. <laughs> <laughs> You're, probably right. You're probably right. All right, we only, we only got a, a, a couple minutes left. Uh, like I say, I want to appreciate Cam for joining us today, man. Uh, make sure y'all can check him on Twitter at RealCamWheel and check out Wildcard Sports at, at Wildcard Sports with no O in sports. Um, you know, also check out his podcast, the Has Been's podcast. Um, they, y'all funny, man. I, 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 I love uh, getting an update on what I think is what, Wednesday? Wednesday morning? Wednesdays, bro. Like he said, yeah, check out the Has Been's podcast. It's gonna release. It will release every Wednesday on YouTube and all major streaming uh, platforms. Like he said, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Wildcard Sports. And like he said at the top of the show, man, we got one of the the most fire Facebook groups out there, man. Wildcard Sports Talk, man. But like I said, man, I appreciate appreciate y'all bringing me on today, man. Again, shoot us a follow, man, and, and and hopefully we can get one of y'all to come into the studio, man, and and, and talk and, and get on some has been stuff. You know, we kind of get a little wild wilder with it. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. You hey, subscribe I mean? to the YouTube channel too, man. Y'all got a YouTube page, so subscribe. Yeah, to the Wild Card Sports Network on YouTube. Please help us out, man. Road to one K. I appreciate y'all. All right, appreciate it. Preach with Rashad. We out. This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit vspdirect.com today. That's vspdirect.com. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.